Welcome to the Old Gorilla Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. This is episode one, and uh, we've been trying to get this recorded all week, but it's been crazy busy. Couldn't find a free time to get it done, so we're going to record it in the truck on the way to school today. So today I have with me my son, the guy that dubbed me the Old Gorilla, John Asher Garrett. Yep. Hello. <laughs> yep. So... Uh, so how's it going today, John Asher? It's going good. <laughs> <laughs> so we've never done a podcast before, so if we sound kind of weird and awkward, that is why. Oh, also, we're joined by our golden doodle, Tucker, in the back seat, who can't go anywhere, or we can't go anywhere without him. And so if you hear him in the background sniffing around or barking at cars, that is what's going on today. So I thought today would be a good time to talk about why old gorilla jiu-jitsu and so uh john asher you want to give everybody the story of why <laughs> why we have old gorilla jiu-jitsu yeah so um basically i was coming up from school one day and i saw my dad out like he was like leaf blowing or something i don't even know but he had his shirt off and he just worked out and like he just looked like a like a monkey or like a gorilla it was like I don't even know like how to explain like the, just the way he was like walking around and looking it looked like a gorilla, and so I told him that he looked like an old gorilla. And then he just took it and I ran with it. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta lean into things, right? He called me an old gorilla. I was like, you know what? I kind of like that. You know, gorillas. Um, or I've seen pictures of old gorillas that got have gray hair and they're jacked. And they just look like they're very menacing, but at the same time, you see them just sitting back and just kind of observing what's going on around them. But you also know they're stinking dangerous, right? Yeah. And they're heavy and have a lot of pressure. Yep. And so in in our school that we uh, do jujitsu, it's Texas Black Belt Academy here in Fort Worth. Uh, there's a bunch of guys that are, you know, in their 30s and 40s, and I think a few guys in their 50s. And... Uh, over the over the years you know they've been dubbed you know those gorillas you want to go roll with that gorilla and so when i thought about that and i thought about the old gorilla that john asher called me because i was out sweaty and nasty after doing some yard work with my shirt off it's like you know what we have mats that go in our garage we work out in the garage have a little home gym in the garage it's like this is the perfect thing to call our garage gym is uh, the old gorilla garage. And that's kind of how it started. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to lean into this even more. Maybe there's something to this. And uh, decided to say old gorilla jujitsu. So anytime we get our mats out in the garage and we're doing any drilling or uh, rolling or anything like that, um, it's become known as uh, doing old gorilla jujitsu. And, you know, just, uh, just a funny thing. Got some t-shirts made. Yep and uh it's just been fun and so I've, it's kind of been just a thing for me and some of my friends and and uh now i'm trying to do something a little bit more with it so old gorilla jiu-jitsu is what it is so what besides you know me looking like an old gorilla yeah what what do you feel like an old gorilla or old gorilla jiu-jitsu means um somebody who trains jiu-jitsu they're typically a little bit like bigger but not like big big you know like, uh, like you, you're not like bad or anything, but you can put pressure on somebody. So it'd be that a little bit older, maybe like forties, yeah. like with a beard and everything, you know, like older, um, just, 
I don't even know how to explain it. Like someone who just trains jujitsu, but they're kind of like calm and like big and pressure down. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it other than that. Yeah. Yeah. So you think people like older older guys and how yeah. about how about ladies? You think ladies? I mean, they be, can. Yeah. Yeah. We have some ladies that are some gorillas too, man. Not in looks, but in uh, the way they roll. Man, they just yeah. smash you, and you don't you don't think a hundred and fifty pound lady can like smash the soul out of you scary <laughs> <laughs> and so so i had stickers made up and t-shirts and all this kind of stuff and so we have quite a few people that are sporting some of that stuff when we're going to train or doing open mats and things like that so it's been kind of fun so um what do you think about so you know you and i started jujitsu about the same time in yeah 2017 i just stuck with it you yeah. kind of like on and off. Yeah, yeah, on and off. You do it here and there. But just recently, um, you've like really fallen back in love with it. Yep. So uh, tell me a little bit about that and why why you got back into it, why you're in love with it now. Um, I think the reason I got back into it is because you got that mat at home and you would like get me to like drill with you and stuff like that so you could do your moves. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's kind of cool. Because I'll be rolling with you and you'd be flipping me around like I'm like crazy, like just like throwing me in the air and all that stuff. I like, it's kind of cool. So I started coming to classes a little bit more and just like started liking it more and more. I think more because like I was a little bit older and there was more people that are like my age and stuff doing it. And like the people that weren't my age, I was a little bit closer in size to them than I was when I was like 10. And then uh, I got Jonas to do it and I met Natalie. And then it was like a lot more fun then because then I had people that are my age doing it and we were like friends and stuff. So we could like hang out there and like train and stuff and train at home. And then, and then so from like January to like, I think June or July, I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't like, I wasn't like crazy in love with it or anything. This was last year, right? Yes, last year. And then the tournament hit and I did the tournament and then I was like, holy cow, this is awesome. <laughs> and then I loved it ever since then. Yeah. So your game, so you started back like in January of 2022. I think we did some in the on the mat prior yeah. to that just kind of messing around in the in the living room or yeah, in our our foyer where we had the mat rolled out yep. and then you started coming back and i would say this like those first few months probably like december january all the way up until like march or april maybe even june before the tournament it was like rolling with a wet towel <laughs> i mean you just like didn't really know what to do you're just kind of like there and yeah. i could just manipulate you like however i wanted to and then you did the tournament you and jonas signed up for the tournament and the fire that came out of you and jonas during that tournament was just crazy it's like who are these kids these are not the same kids that we were rolling with last week you know, and you got through the tournament, you placed really well in the tournament, did really well against adults, mind you. You didn't have enough people in your bracket for the teenage division. Yep. And so you had to roll, you rolled with an 18-year-old, right? 25-year-old. A 25-year-old, and Jonas rolled with an 18-year-old yep. that were advanced belts over you and held your own. Yep. You really held your own. I don't know if it was just, you know, you had to buckle down and really roll in a different way and played jujitsu in a different way that made you that made things click but after that tournament after you get a taste of you know what it would feel like to really be in a 
a jiu-jitsu match and you and Jonas just really <laughs> doubled down on like your training and your aggressiveness and it just unlocked something inside of you, right? Yep. What do you think that was? What do you think was unlocked? I have no idea. I think I just like, I, uh, I rolled that around and it was a lot more intense, you know, than I'd been rolling a lot because it was like stand up and then it was like bigger guy, stronger guy. And then it was like all about technique. And then I think that round I was in where, uh, he tapped me, it took me like three minutes for him to tap me or something like that. And I was like giving him some fit about some things. He got me in the wizard a couple of times and all that stuff. And it was like, I'm mad. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe I'm, maybe I'm on something here. Maybe like I can get really good at this, you know? And then afterwards I was like, kind of figured out the pressure part of it a little bit more before. Cause before I was like kind of limp, like very limp. And then afterwards, after I had to like actually try and hold somebody down when they're trying to squirm and stuff and get out, you know? Then I was like, okay, I need to like figure out how I can keep these guys down. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about one thing I noticed in you and Jonas and Natalie for that matter. Uh, and by the way, all these kids that we're talking about are 14, 15 years old now. Uh, but confidence. Yes. Right. And it's not like you weren't confident before. Yeah. But there's a whole different level of confidence. Uh, how did that change uh, from when you first started jujitsu or back to jujitsu in January up until uh, just recently? I mean, even like up to now. Um, probably like um, the part where I have like more confidence in these moves that I've like drilled countless times, you know? Because like before when I was first starting back in like, you know, May and all that stuff, March, whenever that was like the first couple months of training. I, did, I only knew like a couple moves, you know, and it was just kind of like, I didn't really, I mean, having, nothing, nothing was clicking really, you know, it was just kind of like, I knew these moves, if I saw them, I'd do them, and that was kind of the end of it, and then more recently, it's kind of starting to come together a little bit more on how like, uh, you know, one move can transition to another move, and how that move also transitions to something else, and how there's now, now there's like baits and all this stuff. Like I'm just starting to see a lot more like uh, opportunities and like kind of starting to see more about how it's a mental game and strategy game. Yeah. And so I think now that I've got like a little bit more technique, a little bit more like uh, aggressiveness and technique and like just overall understanding of it a little bit more, yeah. it makes it a little bit easier for me to like roll with more confidence because I, I kind of know a little bit more what I'm doing than I did before. Yeah. So you bring up uh, interesting. So there's like, you know, the confidence that you've built and grown in in your jujitsu. But what about your confidence that you've uh, grown in in your daily life? Has it changed oh. your confidence in your daily life? I mean, yeah, I'd say so. Because like, you know, whenever I didn't know jujitsu at all, you know, if I got into a fight, I'd get whooped. <laughs> yeah. But like now I kind of have that confidence that like, if something did end up happening and I did have to defend myself, I would be pretty confident in my ability to defend myself or my friends or something like that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Something else you started doing too was that you didn't do before was, uh, you started working out yeah. and, uh, trying to get stronger. What kind of, what was the, uh, the catalyst or the thing that kind of got you moving in that direction of wanting to get stronger and healthier? Um, I don't even know. I like was thinking I remember it was like January or something like that like mid-January or something like that and I was just like thinking like I remember I was looking back at that like report you made me do like a couple months 
ago, or like last year, I think, like what kind of man I want to be. And there's all those things and I read it all. And I was like, what have I done to like move towards that? <laughs> it's like so far, not a whole lot. It's like, okay, might as well start now. So I just started working on that yeah. pretty much. Well, uh, we're pulling up at school and uh, that's, that's a good segue into uh, the next part that we'll talk about this afternoon when I pick you up from school. Yep. Give us another 10 or 15 minutes or so to talk about uh, the report that I gave you uh, mm -hmm. last year in 2022 and uh, what that's all about and why we did that exercise and how that changed the focus of what you want to do and what you want to become as a young man. So mm -hmm. thanks for the interview, son. <laughs> yep. I'm going to drop you off at school. Have a all great right. day. And mm -hmm. then I'll see you this afternoon. See you. All right. And we're back with John Asher. It's been a whole entire school day and work day for me. And uh, so we're on the way back to the house. So the last thing that we talked about um, was the letter or the assignment that I gave you uh, back. It's about a year, year and a yeah. half ago. Mm -hmm. So tell, tell us about that and uh, what that meant to you having to do that. So basically what you did was you made me, you paid me like 20 bucks to write like a two page like essay on the topic of what kind of man I want to be like 10 years down the road, like the values I want to have, what I want to accomplish by then, all these different stuff. And so uh, I wrote it and it had things like I want to be like mentally strong. I want to be like intelligent and be able to think for myself. Um, had things like be a black belt in jujitsu and then like you know, hunting stuff and guitar stuff, being able to stand out in a room full of musicians, all this type of stuff about what I want to achieve in so many years, like down the road. And I like what, what kind of like person I want to be. Like, I want to be kind, of course, you know, Christian, strong in my faith, uh, like mentally tough, like I can handle things and oppression, everything like that. And so uh, at first I just kind of did it for the money because like I was broke and I needed some money. <laughs> and then, uh, and I didn't really give it any thought until like, uh probably december or like january and i went back and read it and like read all the things that i like that i wrote down in the thing and i was like what have i done so far to work towards those things pretty much it was like nothing i just like played fortnite and ate talkies <laughs> so <laughs> it was not good and so i was like okay that guy start working towards these things so i can get to that place and then so like january like mid january probably i started doing all these things i started working out I did, I did two things that are like the biggest part of it. One of it was like lowing down, lowing down, it was like <laughs> lowering down on a lot of like instant gratification stuff, like watching YouTube and like TV and playing video games all day and stuff like that. I cut out a lot of that and I changed my diet up a lot and just did, did almost everything I'm doing was like, was working towards everything in that video or not video, that paper. And so that, there was that part of it. Where I just I started working out to build strength mentally and physically, build discipline because you know you can't just work out one time and you know expect to be a beast. You got to work out consistently even when you don't want to do it and everything. So it's building discipline, strength, mental strength because it like it sucks sometimes, but you still do it because yep. that's what you have to do. Yep. So that's like one thing, and then the food part helped a lot with like discipline because like I got to be able to control what I put in my body because <laughs> if I don't, then I'm not going to get anywhere. And so there's that part of it. And like, you can't get big if you're just working out and eating pizza rolls and, and like all this crap every day. 
And so there's that part of it and that helped. And so I just kept, I just kept working towards it. And now it's kind of funny because now I'm like a heck of a lot happier than I was before. And I was eating talkies and playing video games all day. Cause I'm like, cause I feel like I'm like building towards something and like, it's just a lot better. Yep. It's like more sustainable. Like I'm not like, um, it wasn't like I wasn't sad. It's not like I was sad before, but like, it's more like a sustained and like I'm happier for longer and like more consistently happy, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. makes sense. Yeah. So the reason I had you write that was, you know, you're 13, 14 years old yep. and I think it's a good time for you to kind of sit back and just think about, you know, um, what do I want to be? What kind of man do I want to be? What things do I want to accomplish? You know, and a lot of times teenagers, especially younger teenagers, have a hard time thinking more than a week ahead, right? Mm -hmm. You really just don't have that mental capacity to think far ahead into the future. And so I wanted you to think through those things. I gave you some resources too, right? Mm -hmm. Sent you some some videos, uh, especially the one that really stuck out to me that I wanted you to see was, that speech. Uh, yeah, Admiral McRaven, right? When mm -hmm. he gave his speech to the graduates at uh, University of Texas in Austin. And that was a big impact on, you know, why you were thinking the way you were while you were writing this. So that was one yeah. thing. And there was a couple other resources I sent you to kind of get your thinking in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And so even though at the time you were doing it for the money, right? Yep. I paid you 20 bucks to do that. thought it was very important for you to do. So when I think things are important for you to do, sometimes I'll pay you, right? Yep. Reading books, writing papers, things like that. And so uh, as I wrote that for two reasons. One, I want you to think about things, mm -hmm. right? your future, mm -hmm. where you wanted to go, what do you wanted to be? Mm -hmm. And then number two, I wanted you to be able to have something to look back on, mm -hmm. right? Something that you can use as a resource to go back and say, what did I, what did I say that I wanted to do? What did I say? And that mm -hmm. way it could keep yourself in check. Mm -hmm. And also what I did was I sent that letter, that report mm -hmm. to several of the men that are in your life, that's in our church, that we do jujitsu with and things like that. So they would know your uncle, I mm -hmm. think, got a copy of that letter as well. Yep. So they could, like, check in on you. Say, hey, yeah. what kind of progress are you making? Or if they see you straying off course, they could give you a call. Say, hey, remember that thing that you wrote that you sent me? Mm -hmm. uh, you're not really following that, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of give you a way to, to find that regrounding that you need sometimes from time to time. Mm -hmm. But so far, you've been really doing great with that, and I'm proud of you for doing that. And mm -hmm. it's been a it's been a big impact. And so I've even had some friends that, have implemented that with their sons as mm -hmm. well. So, so that's a good thing. Well, um, this has been, it's been really good. So another thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, in the same lines as that, you say you want to be a black belt in jujitsu yeah. and yes. you train a lot, you're doing all those things a lot mm -hmm. is, you know, and you talked about, you know, how you used to be super like lazy and just comfortable mm -hmm. laying around eating Takis and all that. Kind so of stuff. bad. But one of the things that I've found in my life, you know, I'm almost 45, is that you have to really push yourself to do the difficult things, yep. right? Um, you can't just sit back and just take the easy route. You have to force yourself into doing things that, you know, not necessarily are instant gratification, but things that are, mm -hmm. you know, maybe painful. Mm -hmm. They may be, uh, may take a long time to get completed. Mm -hmm. um, they may force you to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. And part of that is, you know, like something like jujitsu, right? Something mm -hmm. difficult, right? It's not easy to do. 
you get beat up, you walk in, you have an ego in jujitsu, man, that ego gets corrected pretty quick, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, working out. It's hard to get up and work out every day, right? Mm -hmm. But the end goal and the end result is worth it. Um, eating healthy, right? It's mm -hmm. a hard thing to do. It's one of the hardest things to do. I was watching a video the other day with Ronnie Coleman, who was Mr. Olympia several times over. Um, and he was talking, somebody asked him, what's the hardest thing you had to do? What would you say? Was it diet? Was it the working out? Was it, you know, X, Y, Z? He said, all of it was hard, but it seemed like eating was the hardest thing, right? Mm -hmm. Eating right was the hardest thing. And this guy's like a gigantic mm -hmm. lean muscle machine, yeah. you know? And so, but doing those things and, and, and building that mental resilience and building that physical resilience and building that faith resilience really, you know, is even a part of that is putting yourself in situations that make you have to grow, right? Mm -hmm. You can't really grow. You can't really develop yourself. You can't become resilient without putting yourself in situations that are difficult, right? Mm -hmm. That force you to do things that will make you grow. Um, one of the things that we talked about too, in that report that I had you write is like in your faith, mm -hmm. right? What do you want to be in your faith? Mm -hmm. um, what are, what are some of the things that you've been doing to kind of grow you in your faith? I've certainly noticed a few things that you started doing that you weren't doing before, but mm -hmm. what are a few things that you've changed or you've added to your, your routine that you weren't doing before that's helping you grow in your faith? Mm -hmm. Um, well, I show up to church every day, twice a week, every Sunday and every Wednesday. And I pay attention to that a lot. And I like to think about the things that they talk about there a lot. There's that thing. I start taking notes in church for the sermons. Like uh, when the pastor is preaching everything, I'll get on my phone and go on the little notes thing. And I've got like, I think, nine or ten weeks of notes from each sermon that they've done. So there's that part of it. Um, sometimes, so every morning I wake up and I ride the Peloton. Sometimes I'll like put on like you know a book in the Bible and just listen to it while I'm riding the bike. Um, so there's that, and then one thing I also do is when I am working out, it's usually whenever my mind's like most active and like focused on things. You know, like I feel like I've got the most like focus and I can like keep on track with something when I'm working out. So I start sometimes I'll just start start praying for like when I'm working out, just for like as long as I really want to, just just because I can. You know, there's no no harm in it. And sometimes it even helps with the workout, but like it's when I'm most focused and I won't get distracted or anything because I'm not always like thinking about anything else except for that. Yep. You can just sit there and just like have a conversation. Yep, absolutely. That's the main three. Yeah, that's <clears throat> your mom was kind of flipping out a couple weeks back at church because mm -hmm. we looked over and your the rule is no, no yep. texting, mm -hmm. no looking at your phone during church. And so your mom looks over at you and she sees you like, texting like crazy yeah on your phone and she looks at me and she elbows me she's like look at him what is he doing <laughs> i was like i don't know and then uh after church we asked you what you were doing and you're like i was uh taking notes and yep. both of us are like whatever you weren't <laughs> taking notes you're like no look and you pull open your notes <laughs> and there's notes all in your phone <laughs> from the sermon and then you read a few to us and we're like okay all right so he wasn't texting <laughs> and goofing off but uh, that's a that's a difficult thing to do you know talking about yeah. difficult things to do is you know those those things in your faith remember pastor wes yep. a few weeks back talked about what the spiritual disciplines right yep which prayer fasting reading scripture and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. those things are 
you know, things that we should be doing as Christians, but are not always the easiest thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the things that are the difficult things in faith that you need to take care of and need to do that are going to cause you to grow, you know, in your spiritual walk, just like, you know, working out is going to cause you to grow physically or eating healthy is going to help you to grow healthier. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you're definitely, you've been doing that and showing us that, uh, you know, every week we get to see in your phone that, you know, you've been taking notes and doing the things that you said you were going to do. So, so keep that, keep that stuff up for sure. Yes, for sure. Well, I mean, we're just about home. I think this has been some really good content for our first yep. old jujitsu, old gorilla jujitsu <laughs> podcast. I can't even get the name straight. Um, so, you got anything else you want to close with before we Not really. shut this down? Yeah. So, um, if you want to follow us, we have definitely have a couple uh, ways you can follow us on social media. I am not a big fan of social media, but I do have an Instagram account. It's called uh, Old Gorilla Jiu Jitsu. Um, believe it or not, I had just downloaded TikTok. I have not done anything with it except for follow some uh, some folks for Jiu Jitsu on TikTok. Same thing there. Old Gorilla Jiu Jitsu is on a TikTok as well, and of course, you can find this podcast on Apple and on Spotify for the time being. I'll probably add other platforms as time goes along. But uh, uh, if you want a t-shirt or if you want a sticker or anything like that, you can reach out to me, leave a comment or send me a message through uh, the podcast or through Instagram or through TikTok. TikTok. I don't even know if you can do that, but if you can send a message and let me know, I can tell you how to get a t-shirt. And uh, with that said, we're going to call this a good end to our first podcast i think we got about 30 35 minutes of content for this first one so john asher thank you so much yeah for uh coming up with a crazy name for your big ugly dad <laughs> that does jujitsu and uh what we do so more content to come i think we're going to try to do this about once a week be interviewing some of my friends and uh so our jujitsu coaches uh got professor Bador. We got uh, Professor Landon Bador as well. I uh, got Donnie and Landon both. We got some other friends that uh, have been in the jiu-jitsu game for a long time that I consider old gorillas. Even some newer uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners that have just started that are my friends too that I'm going to rope into sitting down with me and having a discussion about faith, family, leadership, and jiu-jitsu. So thank you for joining us, and that's the end of this podcast for today.